is my aesthetic branding marketing entrepreneurship you're listening to the kiss my aesthetic podcast i'm your host michelle winterstein of mkw creative co where we build brag worthy brands through visual identity design and social media you're in the right spot for branding marketing and entrepreneurship advice so enjoy the episode Greetings and welcome back to Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. It's episode 100 and Berta Podcast Extraordinaire is the guest today. Welcome back, Berta. Hi, I'm so excited. 100 episodes already. Oh my gosh. I can totally believe it. (laughs) It feels like 100 episodes. Does it feel like 100 episodes to you? I guess yes and no. Like if you really think 100, it's kind of like a big number. It's a big number. Big milestone, big number, lots of hours recording and lots of hours for you on the editing side. Uh, And this episode, similar to what we did with episode 50, which is the end of season one, we're going to call this kind of our wrap on season two. Uh, And in this episode, we're really going to just walk you through everything that we learned, what some of our favorite episodes were, which episodes you guys were loving, and then kind of maybe our vision for what a season three could look like. Does that sound good? Yes. Let's do it. Perfect. So let's start with the numbers. I pulled some stats about podcasting in general and the internet. I didn't pull the source. That would have been a good thing to do. But the internet says that (laughs) 424 million people will be podcast listeners by the end of 2022. 424 million. What do you think about that number? I think it's amazing. It's just, it keeps growing and growing. I think thanks to COVID, like people kind of like, learn more about podcasting. And I just love the medium. So what can I say? <laughs> and as a podcast editor, what do you feel like has been really the big difference in the last year? Because I think that podcasts, I've noticed from my side, people are using podcasts uh, to kind of like leapfrog into their social media content. So like cutting the clips down from their their podcasts and posting them on TikTok and posting them on Instagram. And they do quite well. I've done that a few times and it seems to work pretty well for me. What have you noticed in the podcasting space that's been different since that episode 50 mark? I wouldn't say I've seen so much differences, but I think more people are being aware that they can use this platform to level up their business and use it as kind of like the main platform to create longer content so then they can repurpose that into social media. So I think that's kind of like the the big thing, I would say. Mm -hmm. New, New people seeing the benefit. Absolutely. I have like my rotation of favorite podcasts. Do you have favorite podcasts that you listen to? Podcasts that I listen to? Uh um, I pretty much listen to my clients' episodes, but also one podcast that I already mentioned last time, that it's uh, Empower Her. (laughs) That's a good one. That I listen often, but I don't really have time, much time, because I should maybe go more for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) It's also hard to do. It's hard to enjoy the medium that you do for other people sometimes. Like I feel this with designing stuff for, for my own stuff is sometimes I'm my own hardest client because I do it all day for other people that it's hard to like turn on my brain to do it for myself. Do you feel that way? Uh, Not really. It's just that I don't really take much time for me, like to go on walks or to do something else that I can then listen to a podcast. And when I'm working, I can listen to a podcast. Otherwise, I can't either do anything else. Yeah, maybe that's the difference. 
Yeah, I can totally listen to a podcast while I'm working. If I'm planning like a social media feed or working on a logo, like I can totally plug in a podcast and kind of do both. It feels like it occupies two different pieces of my brain. Um, but you make a really good point there. Uh, in the episode 50, we did something which I really liked, which was talk about the most downloaded episodes and everyone's favorite episodes to date. Um, and now that we have 100 of them, that's pretty exciting. So as I'm kind of clicking through Libsyn and I go back, 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 there's some episodes from really, really early on in the podcast that were super popular because one, because I think we discovered that when we took a break from the podcast, it would show episode one as like the one that you could start with on Spotify, I believe. So if you're new to the podcast and you just searched it, you're going to get those first like four or five episodes kind of populating in your list, right? So those first ones for as a refresher are why I'm starting a podcast, how I started the brand design business. Benefits of Hobby Collecting with LB Creative, who's our first guest on the podcast. What is a brand designer? And then Branding for Sustainable Businesses with Julia Stanton. So we had a lot of actually really solid guests in that season one, but those are kind of the first five episodes that would come through. And of those, definitely the like how I became a brand designer was really popular. I think this one's popular because I plug it a lot when I'm on TikTok Live. A lot of times I'll go on live. People say, how did you get started? I want to do this as a job. And I say, yeah, I have a whole podcast episode called How I Started My Brand Design Business. It's like episode three, four, five, like that way back in there. And that one consistently has a lot of downloads, which is really nice. Um, but ones that kind of surprised me that also had a lot of downloads this season, Alex Beaton. Do you remember the episode with Alex Beaton? Yeah, I told you, like, does she have a big audience or... What is with Alex? <laughs> she does. Yeah. She has a really impressive audience and she's grown her audience, I mean, for years and years and years. And I think the the thing that I appreciated about her episode was that we totally agreed that Instagram was a sinking ship. Remember? This was like spring. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of came to this realization that, you know, Instagram is not going to be what it once was and it probably won't ever go back to what it was. So like how as marketers and creators are we going to pivot? And she talked about how her entire business model was like hinged on Instagram as an offering and uh, that she had to totally have like a come to Jesus with herself and come up with a new business plan. That was pretty crazy because for someone looking from the outside, I think these interviews do something really interesting and they kind of show us that in podcast format, you can kind of talk more personally about business and, you know, tell the stories and share the things that are maybe you don't realize from just following someone on social and and watching their stories. I think we had a lot of conversations like that this season. Yeah. I think more at the beginning when you were more pissed off (laughs) Instagram. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, you guys, I got heated about, about social media marketing this year. And to be honest, I haven't really even found my own groove again. It's been kind of a touch and go thing. And like I've always told you, like, I love talking to people. I love showing up to the podcast and talking to people. But sometimes the motivation to like get to that step is where I get stuck, right? It's like kind of the inertia of the whole thing. But all that to say, you guys love the episodes and and I like making them. And Berta does such a good job editing and managing and keeping me on track and doing all the things necessary to make this come out on a regular basis. Um, because if it weren't for Berta, it would not exist. And I've said that so many times. Um, but it really, it's been a really cool experience. There were some other kind of standout episodes, um, not even because they had the most downloads, but for me, I thought were really impactful. And I know this is one of your favorite guests also. Let's talk about Amber Romero. 
a creative co. Oh, well, she's great. I think, I mean, I don't know her personally, but I love her episodes so much because I think she was really prepared as a guest to be on a podcast and she really knows how to speak and we all can do better. But of course, if we are not like really good at speaking, there is something we can improve. So it's good for the host because the interview is going to be better, but also for you, because then you can share that episode as a guest to promote yourself mm-hmm. and to be invited in more podcasts. Because when they listen to you, it's like, oh my gosh, she's, she's such a great guest. Let's invite it to this other podcast. So I think we can all learn from her, even me, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't go on so many podcasts as a guest. I mean, I edit a lot of podcasts, but it's something, of course, that I'm aware of whenever I hear someone that is like, oh my gosh, like to avoid filler words, to like don't make noises, to be prepared, to be relaxed, I don't know, to drink water, and mm-hmm. not with a metal straw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that, that we can all learn. So I think she really nailed it. I don't know if she really practiced or it's just her, but because I follow her on Instagram and she's like so naturally a good speaker, I think. Yeah, she's a public speaker as part of her service offering. So that makes a lot of sense. But I remember as soon as we, you started editing that episode, you messaged me and you said, oh my gosh, Amber is my favorite. Can every guest be like Amber? <laughs> <laughs> because also when you speak, confidently about what you know, it comes across really well over audio, right? It's when we start to doubt ourselves or dip into uh, not really fully thinking about what we want to say that that starts to come off as awkward. Or we had a few guests this season that were kind of, I I know because you've edited it out, but as I was recording it, they're like, wait, I don't like how I said that. Can I say it again? And it just kind of knocks off the whole flow of the conversation. Do you notice that? Um, Yeah. I think sometimes it's just normal to to say like, okay, I just wanted to say that again as well for the listener. Because if you started your sentence in a bad way and then you have it more clear, I, I mean, it's recorded. We can edit that. Uh, but mm-hmm. sometimes, of course, it can <laughs> break the flow. Absolutely. I think the best editing job you must have done all season was the episode with Kayla O'Connor with the human design and PR marketing business. Because what you guys didn't see on the podcast was Wilson threw up three times during that episode. Oh, that was the that was that episode. Okay, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> that was like my episode recording from hell. We had just gotten back from the beach, and I was like, "This is perfect because Wilson can sleep and he'll be so tired." And first, he came over to my chair and basically like threw up on my feet. And then he went over to the door and threw up at the door. And this whole time, I'm still trying to keep up a conversation with this woman. I felt so bad. I sent her so many messages. I was like, I am so sorry. Like, that was such a disaster. <laughs> and I don't think any of that audio of him, like, barfing made it into the podcast. <laughs> so we'll save your ears. I think it was just one point uh, when he was crying because he was asking for mommy. Uh, yes. But he was... He was sweet. At least he wasn't like barking. <laughs> no, he wasn't barking, but then he, he was like whining to go out. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that was such a disaster. I felt so bad. And I probably should have re-recorded, but it was also one of these crazy weeks where we had like a million projects and it was just like, ugh, absolutely nuts. But yeah, that was a funny, funny thing that happened this season. Uh, another great episode, Amber Frank Husen, who's a client of yours. Mm-hmm. We love Amber. Another Amber. We love Amber. We should only oh. interview Ambers on the podcast. Oh <laughs> I didn't I'm even realize. 
Yes. Okay. So, so Amber is a connection of mine from San Diego. There's actually a hilarious story of how we know each other that I think we do tell on the podcast. It's episode number 94. Um, so not too long ago, but then you've gotten the chance to work with Amber as well. Yeah, I did work with her really at the beginning of my journey. Mm -hmm. It was 2020, but she doesn't have a podcast. I was helping her with clients of her uh, running or editing their podcast. And at some point, she kind of like, I think it, it was when she had this idea of the internship program and hiring internships. So she wanted someone that was based in San Diego that she could meet up with to help her out more like kind of like in person thing. So that's kind mm -hmm. of like why we stopped working together at that time. Who She's knows? great. I mean, keep your eyes peeled. I think her and I talked about at the end of her episode, which is also like, the most underrated amount of networking I've ever done is as soon as the episode is done recording, the conversations I've been able to have with people in like the 10 to 15 minutes after we record an episode is always great. Like so great. We come up with so many ideas and so many different spinoffs and, oh my gosh, I'll introduce you to so-and-so and you should, you'd be so great over here, blah, 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 blah. Like we have really, really cool conversations. But one of the things that Amber and I talked about was hosting some kind of workshop for new grads and people who are entering the job market that want a remote job of how to create like a banging resume to get hired as a freelancer, like create mm -hmm. a really, really good portfolio, how to be the best intern ever, basically intern or like entry level freelancer. Um, because we both noticed that there's a huge gap in what people are taught that they have to do to get a job and then what they actually do to get jobs. And yeah, that was just something that we brainstormed on, but we kind of we kind of put it on the bench as a 2023 idea. So I think stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, that's also what I why I love so much podcasts because I think you can collaborate more easily because you you meet that person, right? You're like for three minutes, 45, maybe an hour talking to her, to mm -hmm. him. And I think amazing things can happen after that, as you're saying. Speaking of collaborators, we had Georgia. Georgia K back on the podcast. I have to give her a shout out. Georgia is a website designer. She, I explain her as like the yin to my yang, um, <laughs> for everything that I do on the branding side, she can take everything that we make and turn it into beautiful websites. And she's also just like a fabulous guest. If you guys could listen to like the unhinged voice memos that we send each other every week. <laughs> It would be so messy, um, but she's also a really, really great guest to have on the podcast because I think she really broke down this season all about her one-on-one -on -one days. Do you remember that episode? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's been she's been hosting these Designer Day, TM, she has the trademark for it, um, where she is building out a website for someone in a day, which is an incredible service. And granted, like she's not designing the whole thing that day, but she has a this whole process and system and workflow and approvals and everything so that the client knows that on, you know, Tuesday the 15th, that's their day that their website is getting designed and they have to be on call to answer questions. And that business model. Well, I did hire her, so I know. <laughs> I know. It's so stinking smart. You've been on the other side of that process. I mean, like, talk about a great service. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really loved it. And I was like, okay, I need to take this to my business and do something kind of like similar. I did hire her for a day and a half because one day wasn't enough for my website. But, and then... The only thing that was challenging was the time zone. Whenever you have to be 
on call whenever she needs you. So I think I was like at midnight or 1 a.m. answering questions because she was oh building my, my website. So I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something we knew. So. Yes, yes, yes. But that's such a plug, that episode. It's so informative. She also has a masterclass about 101 days. Um, that's episode number 61. That's definitely one of my favorites. And I think for season three, we have to have Georgia back. We have to, because now she's worked on so many projects too. Like I had her build out an entire page on her website. That's like georgiagk.com slash mkwcreativeco just listed out all the projects she's done for clients of ours. So I could send those to new clients to say like, yeah, this is my website referral. And here's all the websites that she's done for our clients because oh, it's so satisfying. That's cool. I didn't see it's that. It's so nice. I have to check it out. It's like a hidden URL that she made for me, but it's such oh, a okay. good, oh my gosh, it's such a good tool to use because when we get to the end of the brand design process, it's so turnkey to be able to just send them one link and say, yeah, go look at all these websites that she did. Um, great proof of work. Proof of work also came in episode number 96. We did the San Diego open recap with Catherine LeMandry. That was probably the biggest project I think I've ever done in my life. Do you remember that all that craziness that was happening around that tennis tournament? Yeah, I think all the team members lived that more than, than I did. But yeah, I could, I could see you running like a chicken. <laughs> like, a, yes, crazy chicken central. I don't know how I kept my head on straight, to be honest. I think everyone was worried for my mental health. <laughs> Because it was so much work. It was so satisfying, but it was so much work. And when we published that episode and shared it into the Facebook group, I had quite a few comments actually that said that that was their favorite episode we've ever done, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Because it it kind of, it's something that I think I would want to implement more on season three and we do it indirectly. So right now we have two or three different types of episodes. We have a client case study episode, which is me interviewing a past client about their business, about the process, their branding, et cetera. Then we have like a life according to a blank. And this is someone who maybe isn't a client, but they are another professional in the industry who has interesting insights and can kind of speak to what they know. And then the last one is like the meet the team episodes. And those are really fun. I really like interviewing the team members. And now you've gotten to know some of them as well. Yeah, I get to know them better through the podcast. <laughs> Because I don't really work with them. Yeah. My favorite question to ask them is always like, how did you end up finding your way to our stuff? I mean, I ask that to clients too. I'm always so nosy. I'm just like, how did you find your way to my contact form? Because it's usually that someone fills it out and then you, you get to work with them so intensely that you forget to even ask where they came from. I think that's such an interesting like thought experiment. And on episode 99, which is the episode right before this, I asked Sawyer Hemsley this question and I thought he had such an interesting answer of how he kind of like came across the TikTok, then was tuning into my Instagram lives and I had no, or my TikTok lives and I had no idea who he was or that he was even watching them. Isn't that kind of wild? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, who's watching me? (laughs) Exactly. No, exactly. I think that that's um, been a really nice add on to this process and it's so like, I treat my TikTok live like so stinking casual, which I think is is part of the benefit. And also, I find myself to be kind of a casual podcaster as well. Like I just kind of roll with the conversation. Do you have other clients that are way more like dialed in and like have their list of questions and like go in like very specific on certain topics or are they all kind of free flow conversations? Mm, I have a mix. I have a client who like the script is all the episode. 
I mean, she runs a solo podcast, but I think she's going to start doing interviews soon. But her episodes are really, I have less edits to do because she's really good at <laughs> speaking because she has everything written up pretty much. And all our clients just have like a bullet point and just talk and whatever comes out. So sometimes you can feel it more than others. Mm -hmm. And for interviews, yeah, usually they have questions. Mm. But then you have to flow as well a bit with the conversation because if you have like these questions and then it doesn't even make sense to ask them. <laughs> right, right. You have to kind of like pivot. So, But you have some questions already in mind. Yes. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I like to have kind of like a bullet bullet point lists, like like we talked about. Of kind of there's questions that I make sure that we ask everyone: the who you are, what you do, uh, who you help, and how you started. Those ones I always like to kick off with because even if I was to read someone's bio, I feel like sometimes they leave out some of that origin story information, and also sometimes they'll say something in that first answer that I'm curious about and I want to like dive deeper on. So. I've noticed kind of like a balance, like my favorite podcast is armchair expert. And the vibe I get is that they do just enough research to know their facts, but they're not, they're not setting the course so strict for how the episode is supposed to go. And I think that makes for a really, really good conversation because then if someone says something interesting, you can like go all the way into the, where the interesting stuff is. And you don't have to worry about so much about coming back to the, to the middle. I have to listen to that podcast because you mentioned that podcast. It all is the time. my, Yes, it is my favorite, favorite. This is the one the episodes are like two hours long, but this is part of like my weekly routine. Like I will get up on a Monday. That's when the episodes drop. That's the first thing I listen to on Monday morning. And it's usually what I appreciate about that podcast is that they're, they're not just interviewing like actors and actresses and, and producers and Hollywood people, but they interview like paleontologists and psychologists and sports medicine people. And ethicists and like just the most interesting people that are just really at the top of their field. And I think that sometimes like as a marketer, I don't listen to any marketing podcasts personally, probably could, but I find that sometimes like when I need to give my brain a break, I like being curious about things and topics that otherwise would never have come across. So for me, that's armchair expert. Um, I also love Smartless. I also love Heather McMahon's podcast. I love, I've gotten into, just because they're one of the top podcasts and the comedians are funny, it's called Two Bears, One Cave. It's like Burt Kirshner and um, Tom Segura comedy podcasts. Because those are just kind of like a listen in the background. Like you like you were saying on, on episode 50s, like listen, go for a walk, do some dishes, like not have to to force yourself to learn. Because I was finding that when I was forcing myself to learn too much of my downtime. I wasn't giving my brain any space to breathe. Do you ever have this phenomenon where like you feel yeah. like absolutely overwhelmed with information? Yeah. I have a podcast that I like that it's for podcast managers. And sometimes like, I want to listen to this, but it's like, I need a break. <laughs> so then yeah. I don't listen to it as often as I would like to just because I need that break from business. Yeah. And, and realistically, like there's not a ton of information that's going to be new to you via podcast. Like, I think that there's this kind of middle ground of like, when you become kind of an expert in your space. And what I mean by this is like, when you've been doing it long enough, you know, intuitively what your next move is. And of course it's important to learn, but I think that people sometimes get stuck, like learning in their area of discipline so deep 
that they forget that they're supposed to learn across other disciplines. And so that's why this episode of Armchair Expert like keeps coming back to me, which was so interesting, is he had interviewed a paleontologist about the demise of the dinosaurs, saying that the Earth got when the asteroid hit Earth, it wasn't the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. It was the fact that the asteroid set off tsunamis and earthquakes and fires, and all of that stuff got in the atmosphere, and then it rained molten glass onto the dinosaurs, and that's how the dinosaurs died. And I just, this visual in my head, hearing this, I know exactly where I was driving when I was had this plugged into my car. And I was like, what? And then I proceeded to tell everyone I knew this fact for like the rest of the day, all because I learned it from like a podcast that I probably, I would never have sought out that paleontologist. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like I never would have gone to his page specifically to listen to how dinosaurs died, but his storytelling <laughs> and like the way he explained it was so visceral. It was like, hot liquid bullets of molten glass. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I think the podcasts do have like a, an interesting way of, of taking us to that space. It just kind of reminds me of being in like a lecture in college. And I loved that. I loved that stuff. Besides just kind of the fun, wacky podcast ideas, I think we talked about on episode 50 of the episodes being like a time capsule of kind of like a bookmark in where we are progress wise and our thoughts and ideas. And the biggest change I think between season one and season two was season two, we got to interview a lot of the team members, like I talked about. And those team member episodes would have been Alex Berardi, Gabby Coleman, Josefina and Madison. Uh, And they are lovely people. You've gotten to work with them slightly just by kind of crossing over at the team meetings. But what do you feel like the team interview episodes can do for an agency type model like like mine? Like what would be the benefit of interviewing people on your own team as a business owner? Uh, well, for your clients, I think to get, you know, because when you were a solopreneur, they knew you were doing everything. So to get to know the team, I think it's a good idea because then they know, okay, Michelle is working with this girl or with this guy, usually girls, because we are all... <laughs> female um and uh, then I trust her I like her or maybe they don't and then they decide to go somewhere else but if they are going to do that part of the job I think it's 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 always good and of course it's kind of like shout out to them because <laughs> totally they do such a good job yeah my my goal with the team interviews is always to kind of let people in on who they are as people and what their skill sets are because obviously I want to be able to lift everybody up It's never going to, you're never going to work with me and be confused about who's working on what, because although I'm like the creative director, project manager, and I still do all the logo design myself, there is no way I'd be able to do all this work alone. (laughs) There's like not a chance. (laughs) And by bringing on a team, which was like really my main goal of 2020 and 2021, that allowed me to bring in some really, really skilled and talented people and kind of let them shine um, and kind of showcase their skill set that's even different than mine, which is, is really nice. My vision for season three, as we're kind of going to transition into that for the last bit of this episode, is to interview team members more, but interview the team members of our clients' teams. So I kind of had had prepped oh. this idea with Sawyer because Sawyer has so many incredible people in his circles. And I would love to interview, for example, like Ashley, his assistant or Peyton, their brand manager, and kind of dive into who those people are because the double dip on that is we can also use all that content for social posts as well. Um, So that's where I feel like we could even explore this idea further and just go deeper into those, you know, little pockets. What do you think about that? 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. But, but do you mean like talking about door business or if you talk to Ashley, would be talking about Hemsley Venture? I think or, a little bit of both. Both. Okay. I think a little bit of both because I think that how Ashley does her job, for example, for Hemsley Ventures is really indicative of how that organization runs, right? So just in that everyone on our team, like we have certain inherent core values of like creativity and honesty and, um, you know, pushing the boundaries, but staying true to the brand. Like there's all these, these themes that we talk about regularly. I've got to imagine that for bigger organizations, the same thing rides true, right? So we talked about doing this even with my family's nonprofit with Savvy Giving by Design of me interviewing like the programs director or the interior designer that lives in Tampa, Florida, or the one that's in North Carolina and kind of getting a perspective on the business from someone who's not the owner, I think is a really useful exercise. I think that could work. Yeah. And uh, as we are saying, then you can use that for social and it's already content that you can repurpose. Yes. And the biggest thing, the biggest gap we've noticed with our social media clients is that getting the content organically and authentically from the source is usually the hardest part of the process. So because someone is outsourcing social to us, that doesn't mean that they are not involved in the social anymore. We still need them to share like how they think the way that they think, how they take on projects, what they're doing, what projects they're working on. And that's really hard to get from someone, you know, like written out in an email. But if I can say, Hey, can I have an hour of your time for the podcast and ask you, you know, 18 different questions. <laughs> that seems to be a way more direct way of doing so. And we did that actually at the very beginning of um, season two with Michelle from Same Skin, with Caitlin from Dental Hygiene Nation, with Kelly from Faces Skin Gym. Like if you go really back to the early episodes of season two, um, a lot of those client case studies were, were interviews that we were then using for their socials, which is a nice double dip. It's true. Uh, people always ask, what podcast equipment they need to get started. You've helped me level up my podcasting gear, which is a big component of this. Um, so to get into the technical side, can we share some of your recent favorite tools for podcasting or any of your tools? Any of my tools? Mm -hmm. Well, for uh, solo episodes, uh, I always recommend Audacity because it's a free software and you can have it in Windows, Linux, or Mac. So it's pretty handy. And for interviews, if you don't want to spend in other software, you can use Encaster. That's the one we are using now. So it's 100 times better, if not a 1,000 times better than Zoom. Zoom is meant for video calls. That's it, guys. <laughs> so if you want to record interviews, Encaster, you can have the free version. It's good enough. If you want to go more pro, of course, you can pay for the pro version. And... That's pretty much what you need to record apart from a mic and mm -hmm. headphones. So something that's really important and people tend to forget are headphones. So that's something that you need. Sorry. <laughs> are you okay? You good? I'm going, I'm going to use this. As an example? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened now is just I got a phone call and I did make sure that I turned my iPhone silent, but mm -hmm. because it's connected to my computer, then it started ringing my computer. So then it distracted me. So guys, <laughs> if you have like a new version of iPhone, please set up to do not disturb. And that way <laughs> your calls don't get through. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's something as well, really important when you're podcasting uh, to make sure notifications are off, which they were, but I forgot like this kind of new thing from getting connected phones with computers. What else? Pop filter. This is really important for the P sound, T sounds when you breathe. So it depends on the mic that you have. Probably with mine, I don't need it that much uh, compared to yours because I also have this filter, but um, just in case. <laughs> and you have a big fancy arm on yours. Mine's just a, a tabletop mic. What's the difference with having it be on a boom? Oh, first that I don't have anything in front of me and I can move around more easily and without hitting maybe the mic by mistake. And also when you touch the table or make, I don't know, like with my arms, then all the sound that you do with your arms in the table, the mic can pick it up. If it's in a boom arm, it probably won't or not as much. So those are the main two reasons that you have hands-free and then you can like move it around more easily. That probably it's that sound. Did you hear that sound? Just mm -hmm. from moving the mic. So mm -hmm. that's something that if you're touching the table, probably your mic is always picking that up. Mm, interesting. The tip that I learned or I taught myself that I've been telling people now on the Zencaster calls is to drag the window almost off the screen so that they can't see themselves. Because I noticed that when people can see themselves, they like stare at themselves when we're recording the video. And since we record video and then we put it on on TikTok and Instagram, it's way more natural, at least for me, when I can't see my own face and it's just more of like a video call. So that was kind of like a nice workaround. Hmm. I, d I mean, in Zoom, it's easier to see myself. But in this one, like I really have to look at the top right corner. So it's not really a natural thing to do. And that's exactly why I drag it off because then you see in the video, you see people like people's eyes move off to the side or like into the corner. And then it's not as natural as if you line up the guest. So like right now I have you lined up like exactly under the camera uh, on my laptop and myself all the way off to like off screen, off to the side, um, which just makes it feel like a little bit more natural, a little more conversational when you can't see yourself. So that's like a nice little hack. I love Zencaster though. I love that we can record. It gives us audio and video files immediately into Google Drive. Like God bless Zencaster. That, do you remember when we had to like download and upload? Yeah, that was, that was horrible. The other day was, I was like, okay, did you already record with uh, Sawyer? So mm -hmm. I went into Drive and I was like, oh gosh, we only have the audio file. What happened? Uh -oh. And then it was just like, literally, it wasn't loading into the drive. So then oh my I gosh. saw like the first video coming in and then the second I was like, okay, this is great. Then I can use them. <laughs> I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had this whole season, I haven't had a single episode not drop into the drive the way it was supposed to, which is like, that's a pretty good track record. Yeah. Did we have one last season? It was with another client. I don't remember. I think so. I think we had one where there was an issue, an upload issue, or we didn't get the video somehow. But I don't think that was when we were using Zencaster. I think we had to use a different tool for whatever reason. Mm. I think I have one client. Oh, oh, yeah. It was with another client and it was with my interview. So I don't know if something happened with the internet connection. That Because Zencaster is really good for that. Like They create a backup in your computer. So if internet goes down, usually you don't lose uh, the episode. But I guess technology sometimes is not as perfect as we would like. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that I had kind of like to close the window and open it up again. And then she could go somewhere and 
download my episode. So I don't know if we would have stopped the conversation. She would be able to download the episode. But because we noticed, then we kind of like figure it out and then we were good to go. So amazing. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. love that. Uh, And then you basically, like we talked about on episode 50, like my whole job is to show up and record with the guest. And then I am able to just hand everything off to you, which has been the greatest blessing. Because like I said, if that, if it were up to me, I think I probably would have made like 12 podcast episodes (laughs) and then I would have run out of steam. Um, But you're so good at kind of taking it, not only editing it, but making sure all these other steps happen so that the podcast can be consumable. Can you run us through your checklist of what you do as soon as an interview is finished? Like what are your next steps? Uh, My next steps are to download the files. And then I run the audio files through an app that is called Isotope RX, which is, it's like many plugins uh, together. So I have kind of like a workflow to produce um, sounds that you do with your mouth, kind of like those kind of sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> that are a bit distracting. And other noises that maybe you're doing with your, I don't know, touching the table or anything around it helps as well with noise reduction, leveling up, and all the other things that sometimes I don't even understand, but it's a really good tool. Then I run that through another app to level the volume. So this is pretty handy because usually nobody has the same microphone, nobody speaks at the same level. And especially I can I can already see here, like your microphone picks up more the voice than mine. Mm. So your wave is a lot higher than mine. So when I take the files into that app, then I get the same level and it's mm. a lot easier to work on. And of course, as well for the listener. So then it's kind of like more ready to go when I open those files into Audacity. Because I know like many of the things are really taken care of from the first app. And then the levels are good to go with the second. So then I just listen to the interview or the episode, whatever it is, and delete anything that it's better to delete. <laughs> kind of like filler words, not all of them, because remember, hi, we are humans. But uh, sometimes we say three times, four times the same word to start a sentence, or we start a sentence and then we correct ourselves and start over. Someone coughs. Many things can happen during an interview. Uh, Wilson barks, and then you have to say, stop, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I cut everything that yeah that needs to be cut. Some things are impossible to cut, otherwise it wouldn't be kind of like a natural conversation. So it's better to leave them there. And once the episode is sharp, I create one file with the intro, episode, outro, and the ad that we decided to have in that episode. Then I create one file and I upload that to ClickUp. So my show notes writer, shout out to Shara, uh, (laughs) can create the show notes. Uh, Once I have the show notes from her, I upload that to Lipsyn with the show notes and then to your website. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. And then I have, I create the graphic for the guest. And then I let you know in our table. Well, I don't let you know. You see in our table. I see in our table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and one of my favorite things to kind of tell our guests too is that 
I'm totally fine sharing with them the audio and video files. For me, like the more people that have the content that was created through the podcast, the better. And so I like to share those with them with the graphic, with any clips that I cut down from the podcast. I'll also throw in that Google Drive folder just to make their life easier and like give them something to work with. I think that's a nice touch. I think it's something that if you're interviewing other creatives, like everyone is, has a shortage for content. So the more content you can help people co-create, like it's such, so worth it for them to do this kind of thing, right. To be able to come on a podcast and talk about themselves and talk about what they can do and, and plug their projects and plug their services and, and be able to use that content ongoing, I think is a really nice, uh, mutually beneficial arrangement with podcasts. Yeah. So, cause then if they use that content and it helps you as well to promote your podcast or your business or whatever, like that conversation. So yeah, that was kind of like the last set that I forgot. <laughs> Whenever the episode is ready, I send that email to um, every guest with uh, the details whenever it's going to air that episode, the graphic, I share the Google Drive link mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. And if they have any questions, of course, they can reply back. Absolutely. Well, with only a few minutes left, um, we will do a season three eventually. We don't know when. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, we don't have a date yet. So stay tuned for that. But I do want to kind of open it up to anyone who's been a longtime listener. I know that there are some of you guys that have been big fans of Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast for a long time to go ahead and pitch us to be a guest. Uh, the email for that is podcast at mkwcreative.co. Um, and what in your mind, Berta, makes for a really, really good pitch? Because I know you've received them on behalf of your clients. Um, you've probably read a lot of them. What should someone include if they want to be a guest on the podcast? Well, I've even received um, pitches to be a guest on my podcast. That you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I always feel that that's insane. That it's is like, insane. Oh my gosh, have you done any research at all? Or uh, on behalf of their client, which I think it's even worse because poor client, like they don't know. But it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I believe like my client, it's an expert on this that would be a great fit on your podcast. And one time, like I didn't get back to that person and he, he kept, he kept mm -hmm. insisting. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, uh, can you please tell me which was your favorite episode? Yeah. <laughs> and crickets. Um, so a good pitch. I think it has to be short and sweet because we receive so many emails per day. So, but you have to do some research because mm -hmm. it, it has to be beneficial for, for you as well. Like you don't want to pitch any podcast. You want to pitch a podcast that is maybe going to have a kind of like a similar audience to yours or a totally different one, but because you want to pitch that audience maybe and that it's going to be a benefit for the host because the host wants to benefit their business, but also your audience. So if you have a, a podcast guest in your podcast, you want to benefit your audience as well. It's not just for their audience. So it has to be something much beneficial. And also come up with some topics, like go and listen to a few episodes. And it's like, okay, I'm an expert in this. I've seen that you haven't talked about these kind of topics or these other topics. So make it beneficial for both and like come out already with topics and make it easy for them. And what are the next steps? Okay, if you agree, like you can contact me here or I'm available next week or be be proactive as well in, in your pitch. Um, it's not like you have to spend two hours <laughs> on a pitch. Maybe 20 minutes is enough or right. 20 minutes of research plus listening at least a bit 
So as well, you know what you are going to find out. Yeah. If it's a podcast that you don't usually listen to, that you just found out to page. I think it's so obvious when someone hasn't listened to the podcast because I get podcast pitches that are exactly identical to each other from different companies that are like, hi, we love your podcast, especially episode blank. And they like fill in a random episode number where you talk to so-and-so about blank and they like take one fact out of that podcast to make it seem like they listen to the episode. And then it's probably from their show notes. Then. Oh my gosh, <laughs> totally. And it's such a numbers game. Like it's so clear that it's such a numbers game. So I feel like if you're going to pitch the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast and you really want to get our attention, just like I said in the Facebook group this last week, like attach a photo of your dog and like, I'm there, like I'm paying attention. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, I really want to be on the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Step one, send email, attach photo of dog. That's the first step. Second thing is, is let us know about you and, and kind of what, again, like how you're an expert, but not in a way of like, and I won these awards and wrote these blogs and wrote that, 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 like, I don't need to be wooed. I just need to know that you know what you're talking about. So linking your socials would be really helpful. Linking your website would be really helpful. Um, Maybe including a stat that said, you know, I was just a speaker for this event and got really great response on this topic. Like you were saying, like if you do have a super niche experience and super niche topic, like let us know, but keep your email short for the love of God, keep your email short because these long emails that are so formulaic, I, I just go delete, delete. And then you're so right. You get these, you get these follow-ups from people that are like just circling back and you're like, it's been 12 hours. Like I need you to chill. And I think a lot of that stuff, <laughs> I think a lot of that podcast pitching <laughs> is like farmed out to people that are like, oh, we're going to pitch you for 250 podcasts. Okay. If you get pitched for 250 podcasts and only two come to fruition, that's not really a good turnover rate. So thinking about reaching out specifically to the people that you like to follow or the people that you want to have as guests or the people that the podcast that you want to be on in a way that's going to serve them, but also make their lives easier in a way that's you can still talk about what you can talk about, but let them really know that you're paying attention and that you're part of the community, like drop an inside joke, attach the photo of your dog, like be a little bit more off the cuff. I really respond well to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think you can even pitch well, I think I would appreciate to be to have someone honest saying like maybe I just found out about you, but I listened to this and this and that, and I think I could be a great fit for your podcast. It, it doesn't mean that you have to follow that podcast forever to pitch them, but just, exactly, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we are humans and we like honesty. I think <laughs> for mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. most of us. So yeah, just make it beneficial for for both. Absolutely agree. And don't pitch any random podcasts just because these people that want to be on my podcast. (laughs) Silly, huh? Well, guys, we'll leave it at that. Please, if you're interested in being on the podcast, write us podcast at mkwcreative.co. We really look forward to getting your pitches and your pictures of your dogs or cats. I'll throw cats in there too. Berta, thank you as always for being just a wonderful person and a great podcast editor. Thank you as well for having me on your team forever (laughs) and not getting tired of me. Uh, No, definitely not. And yeah, I look forward for season three whenever that's happening. I am too. And I, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh man, we should just go right into it. I was like, no, you need to take a break. No, no, you need a break. We need a break, but we'll come back and it'll be, it'll be wonderful. And thank you for everything you do. Have a great rest of your holiday season. It's December. And we'll see you guys again soon. Well, we'll, you guys will listen to us again soon. Thanks, Berta. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks again for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, of course, and it would mean the world to me if you would go ahead and leave us a review and follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts, really. The Kiss My Aesthetic book group is also going to be a killer resource for you to ask questions, get feedback on anything branding, marketing, or entrepreneurship related. And to catch today's show notes or anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure you go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. We'll catch you next time.